and let's start off with a nugget. Integrity is the essence. Integrity is the essence of everything successful. Integrity is the essence of everything successful. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that your word is successful, Father. God, it changes hearts and it changes lives. And we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that each and every one of us, Father God, has a word within us, Father God. And so far, we will be successful in all those things that we plan to do and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All too often, people fall into the wrong belief that they have no purpose in life. Uh, they get up, they go to work, they come home, they sit in front of the TV, most of them do anyway, and at the end of the day, they go to bed for night sleep and repeat the same scenario the very next day. Uh, this is a routine, uh, but is it making the best time to fulfill their true purpose in life? You know, that type of, you know, you know, some people don't, don't feel like they have a purpose. Um, so we're going to kind of change that. Um, as Christians, we are to emanate Jesus' life. In other words, we need to do what he did or try to follow that, that pattern that he gave us. Um, God the Father gave a mission for Jesus to complete while he was here on earth. Okay. Um, Jesus coming into the world was no accident, and he did not waste any time when he was here. Okay. So without a doubt, Jesus came to accomplish a goal. He was sent here to the world for a clear and clear purpose, and he accomplished that. Uh, so if you found uh, the book of Matthew, we want to find the 20th chapter. That's Matthew chapter 20. And look at verse 28. Jesus speaking of himself. That's Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life for a man, ransom for many. From the Amplified it says, Just as the Son of Man came not to be waited upon, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, the price paid to set them free. So, Jesus came not to conquer, but to serve. And like I said at the, just a moment ago, um, we are to emanate Jesus, so we, we need to serve. Uh, again, Jesus' life reveals a clear mission, and everything he did is shown, is backed up by the Gospels uh, for this purpose. Uh, he came to reveal the Father. He died for sins, saved the lost, and provided an abundant life for those that would receive. Um, but Jesus, after all that took place, 
he ascended and he went into heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, so Jesus is not on the mission anymore. You know, he's praying, but uh, he's not on the mission down here anymore. Jesus passed it on to you and I. We have a mission. So, uh, since, let's go to the book of John right now, the book of John, and find the 17th chapter. That's John chapter 17. Uh, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, as they say, but uh, you could share it with those that you didn't, didn't come. John chapter 17. Okay, I said uh, Jesus is now in heaven and he's not doing the mission anymore and he passed it on to us. And John 17, uh, verse 18 tells us, And thou hast, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. So we have a mission. We are sent into the world. Um, that mission is to tell about the great love of the Lord, of, of Father God. Um, a mission to serve others, glory to God, and to tell them the good news of the gospel. That's all God wants us to share. That he loves everybody. And he's willing to forgive, to remove sin, so that everyone can be adopted into his family. Now that is something spectacular. Just think about that. We want to forgive everybody and then adopt us into his family. That is, I mean, that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I mean, especially when you're adopted into a family like God, I mean, you, you, you just, it's a privilege uh, to be called by his last name. You know, when we say Christian, but you know, it, it's a privilege to be adopted by God. And to know that uh, he's for us. He's not against us. He's providing for us. He gives us all the benefits. And if we're willing to receive them and operate in them, wow, what a blessing it is. And we are to go out and share that with others. Okay, if you're looking for a title, Sent to Serve. Sent to Serve. God loves everybody and is willing to forgive sin so that everyone can be adopted in the family. Now, Jesus gave the plan to the disciples how to do it. How are we to do this job, this commission? So if you'll turn with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. And we'll look at verse 8. Acts 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and into all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Wow, there is the commission. This is, our, this is what we need to do. Um, Jesus told the disciples to start at home. Jerusalem, that's his home, or that was their home. That was the Orthodox Jews that didn't know you know, I mean, this is what they were all part of at that time, of the Jewish religion. And 
These are, he, they were among the Orthodox Jews. So he says, you're home. You know what these people are like. You've been one of them. Uh, these, people, these people were closest to you, to you at, the, at the time. And you have things in common with them. You understand the law and all that type of stuff. So you need to go and, and share with your brethren, the, the Jews. Share them that, the good news of the gospel, that uh, the Messiah has come. I have come and to give them life and life more abundantly. So let's get to work within your own city. That's the Orthodox Jew. And with those closest to them, uh, Judea refers to the unorthodox Jews. That means the Jews that are not your, in your current circle of friends or family. So, you know, you're, you're close with the orthodox, uh, orthodox, but there are the unorthodox Jews that, you know, that kind of move a little bit this way, a little bit that way. He says, I want you to, they know about it, but they need to have a greater understanding. So you need to get with them and, and teach them something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then Samaria means the people outside of town. And the heathen world. So Jesus, in his commission here, didn't leave anybody out. It says, your hometown, your neighbors, your friends, those that are your neighbors and friends, those that live across town, and even those around the world, yeah, we need to touch. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in these areas. Wow. Like I said, we're teaching to the choir tonight. Okay. Okay. Being a witness is not going around judging people for their actions. You go out there, you dirty old sinner, I know you go out to the bars, I know you carouse. That's not a witness. We're not to judge them. Hello. And how many of us have done that? Hey, you. If you turn to be, if you're going to be a Christian, you got to quit smoking, you got to quit drinking, you got to da da da. You can't, you can't, you can't. That's that's judging, and we weren't called to judge. We are called to witness. Oh wow! Nor did God make us to be a tough salesperson. Hey, what that is? You go in, you go out there in a parking lot of a car lot, and the guy dogs you all over the place. You like this one? This one's got this. You like this one? You got that. You know what I'm talking about? We're not supposed to dog somebody about Christianity. That kind of, well, we've all gone out there uh, to the parking lot or from some sales and you used to want to get rid of that individual. Go talk to that person over there. I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm just looking. So we, we can't be that type of salesperson. For Jesus. We're supposed to be witnesses. Okay. Being a witness means telling people what you have seen and experienced. So you got to tell them what you've seen and what you experienced in your own life. I used to be that. Now I'm this. I'm blessed because I've gone, gone this way. Not saying that you're not blessed now, but you could be greater blessed. You know. Hello. That's all God is calling us to do. He says, be a witness. 
just tell people about the wonderful way God has made a difference in our lives. That's going to, that's going to, you know, pull them in. That's going to be, that's going to be your, your hook, if you want to call it, your, your fishing deal. The whole point in life and history is to build God's family. That's what we're here for, to build God's family. Go into all the world and make disciples. I mean, we're we stepping outside in Santa Maria. Those that have gone out, there are a lot of people out there in Santa Maria. I, you know, um, I know none of you have ever done this, but come in late for church, or you're driving by a church, or how about when you drive, you're going to church and, and you drive by Waller Park. Is that place crowded? Is it not? I mean, it's crowded. Those, those, you know, wherever you go, people are out there. And God wants them in his family. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up to us. We are to be witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, now, there's a story about God speaking to an angel about human beings. Can you talk? God's talking. Hey, look at this. Look at these humans out there. They, they got a job. He tells an angel that, uh, uh, that there's good news for, for the human race. Glory to God. And that, that each, each and every human being, as they become born again, are to go out and share the good news. That is neat, the angel says. But what if plan A doesn't work? God says, I don't have a plan B. They're going to go out there and do it. Are we doing what we need to do? Okay, I think, like I said, we're talking to the, the choir here. Again, there's no plan B. There's only plan A. Go into all the world and be witnesses. Didn't say, I'm going to send the angels out there. So it's up to us. Now, how do you complete the mission, or how are we to complete a mission? Okay, I thought this was kind of interesting. One, we must share with those in our world. Okay, that's Jerusalem, in our local world. Where you work, where you know, where you're staying, so forth. You know. Um, now let's turn to Mark. Let's, since we're back up, let's go to the back up uh, to Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five, and we're going to read something interesting here. In Mark chapter five. Well, you we might as well start with verse 1. Mark 5, verse 1. And they, when they came over to the other side of the sea, into the, sea, uh, into the country of the Gadarenes, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. 
And away and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Wow. It shows you that uh, cutting, kids cutting nowadays is showing what, exactly what they've got. They've got a demon. Okay. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Verse 7, he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I do to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. And he said unto him, Come out of him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send him away out of, out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountain a her, herd, great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Now that, that shows you when an animal gets, gets, um, gets possessed, it wants to get rid of it, so it, they kill itself. Uh, man, a man will keep, keep the, won't fight to, will fight to keep it sometimes, okay? And when they had, and they that fed the swine, uh, pardon me, and then that fed the swine fled and, and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was done. And they came unto Jesus, and seeing him that was possessed of the devil and had, and had a legion sitting, clothed and in his right mind, they were afraid. And they saw that, and they that saw it told them how before it fell him that was possessed of the devil, with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him, pray him to depart out of the coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed of the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends. Tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath great compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men marveled. Wow, glory to God. So, Jesus, after the guy was freed from the devil, Jesus said, go back home and tell people how much God has done for you. What a great joy comes from knowing that God loves you and you can now share the good news. I mean, all of us, before getting born again, we were, you could say we are possessed in some aspect. And now that we're born again, we need to go out there and share the good news. Okay. Um, here's an interesting note. There was a, a poll recently taken that found out that 65 million believers have no church home. 65 million believers have no church home. 34 million said that if they had an invitation... To go to church with someone they knew they would go. Isn't that interesting? 
That means we need to start inviting some people. Hey, you're a Christian and you're not going to church? Well, how about coming with me? I'll pick you up and after, after church we'll go have a cup of coffee or we'll have, go out for lunch. Lure them in. That was almost half of them that would, would accept an invitation. But most of us are tongue-tied. Blah, 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 blah. Give them some incentive when you go out there and reach them, okay? See, in heaven, we'll be able to sing and have fellowship and serve God. That's in heaven. Two things you will not do in heaven. Sin, glory to God, hallelujah, and witness. Wow. You're not going to sin, and you can't witness. Everybody up there already knows. Think about that. So when we go to heaven, that means our mission is done. But we're not in heaven today. We're still living in the world and there's sin abounds. So, and there are non-believers out there, so that means we need to witness. Amen. Glory to God. God does not want anyone lost. So our mission is not over. So I've been doing it and nobody's ever come. Well, if you've gone out there and witnessed and nobody's received the Lord Jesus, you are planting seed or you're watering a seed. If you're planting a seed, you've got, you got something good going started. If you're, you're watering a seed, it's closer to being into maturity, brought into maturity. So we need to go out there and do it. Go out there and do it. We have to care because God cares. It doesn't matter. God doesn't care about your bank account or what car you drive or where you live. What matters to God is, are we witnessing? That's what Jesus said. Go out and witness. Go out Witness to those that are lost and dying that are needing to hear the good news of the gospel. Now, you know, we've had certain disasters take place and, and they have rescue workers. You know, we, we need to really uh, applaud the, the rescue workers. You know, they go out there and they, you know, if it's a building that's crushed or something or, you know, like in the, the tornadoes they've had or whatever they do, and they, the rescuers are going into, into the buildings and pulling people out, and, you know, uh, giving them first aid and, and uh, all that type of stuff. So once an individual is found, glory to God, the team gives that person that's rescued to another group of people, the medic, medical ones, and they turn around and go back into the, into the area to find the lost again. Amen? So 
Um, at one time we were lost. And then we were found, and our, the focus was not on us any longer, but those that are lost. Why not put our focus with the rescuers? Let's join the rescuers, be witnesses to the world. They're still lost out there. We need to rescue those that are lost, that are in darkness, okay? Uh, so it's, 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 it's time to quit calling on a rescue team. Here I am, here I am, because you're already found. Amen. It's time to join the rescue team. Here I am, let's go. Let us witness. Yeah, this would be great, been great for Sunday. <laughs> okay. Go out and find the rest of the lost and dying. This means that you have to go beyond your comfort zone. You know, it's uncomfortable to go out there sometimes. You know, you're ex I hate to say this, but sometimes I expect the door to slam on my face. I've had that happen. You know, it's, it's, uncom it's, it's an uncomfortable zone to go out there witnessing sometimes. Um, but love demands that we go out and witness. Jesus said, Jesus is love. God is love. He says, go out and witness for me. So love tells us to go out there and do this job. God expects us to make the first move towards others. God expects us to make the first move towards those. One of the first moves that we can do just prior to going out to witness, we need to pray that the, that the darkness be held back and that as we go out that the Holy Spirit will lead us to those that will receive and that we can catch them, bring them into the net, so to speak. Uh, for example, if you, if you found the, uh, the, the cure for AIDS, would you keep quiet about it? I mean, it, somebody find the cure for AIDS, guess what? It would be published everywhere. So people, I mean, it would be shouted all, those that have AIDS, we've got a cure for you. Come on in, it's free. You would know how many people come rushing in because they've got maybe a or think they have AIDS or do have AIDS, they would come in to get rid of that thing. Amen? Well, we have something better. It's eternal life. So we need to go out there and share the good news because we have something that, that, that will last for eternity. Amen. Okay. So which is more important to shout while we are walking in the world? We've got a discovery for cancer. We've got to discover for this. Or I'm giving you the good news of the gospel. You can live forever with the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been saved. Okay. Uh, let's now turn to the book of Galatians. We are about done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Galatians 2. I'm, I'm going to cut this quick because Pastor Peggy went over. Galatians chapter, pardon me, chapter 6. Look at verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Glory to God. What is the law? Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Glory to God. I'm going to heaven. You can go to heaven. Glory to God. Share the good news. Sometimes we'll have to sacrifice beyond our comfort zone. Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice beyond your comfort zone. Let's look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10, verse 29, Mark 10, 29. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospel. In other words, sometimes... We're going to have to put those other things behind the scene while we are called to do something. What sort of things do I might have to sacrifice? Well, you're sacrificing some of the time. time. Well, I, I should be spending my, this time with the family, but the family knows the Lord already. I need to go out there and find someone that doesn't know the Lord. Okay. Friends, well... May have to give up a few friends. Uh, you know, uh, I've got to do this. You know, I, we can meet together later, but I've got to do this. Some, sometimes you have to just break a relationship or, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, that you can bring security into someone's life, into someone's life. Okay. So, talking about sacrifice, we have not sacrificed anything compared to what God has sacrificed for us. So God has gave us everything. His sacrifice was to give everything for us. We could sacrifice something, if not all, for him. Amen. There are Christians today that are being martyred because they refuse to bow down and lose their witness. You think about, the, you know, we, we talk about the the uh, Syrians, you know, coming into our country. But there, there's a lot of Syrians that would prefer, prefer to stay in their own country because they have a witness there. They're afraid that if they're taken out of their country, the witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in Syria will no longer be there and it'll be completely Muslim. So they would rather stay in their own country, maybe martyred, but to share the good news with others. That... It's a sacrifice. Wish we would have people that would sacrifice that for us. God is asking us to invest in his family to share the good news of the gospel to the entire world. We looked at it already, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, going to all the world. We need to do that. You know, like starting our own little Jerusalem, those that we know. Then branch out for those that, you know, within our own community that we don't know, etc., etc. This challenge, this challenge is to rise to a new level in our spiritual maturity. Because we witness more, our spiritual maturity grows. Because you are now being intimate with God, finding out what He wants. And that's, you talk about maturity. Walking with God. I mean, just like Philip. He's walking along, he says, 
The Lord says, go join that chariot. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's maturity. I mean, to hear God speak and you do it and guess what? That Ethiopian got saved. Or are we just going to be, quote, Christians, believers, or disciples? A lot of people want to be Christians, but they don't want to do anything. They just want, don't want the label. Others want to be believers. They want to hear the word, but they don't want to practice the word. We have to be disciples, those that go out and do. Disciples are followers, not observers. How many, well, I hate to say this, in the church, how many followers or disciples are there in churches? I would say there are very few. There's a lot of Christians in churches. There's a lot of believers in, Christian, in churches. But how many disciples or followers are in churches? We need to be in the third category. That's the category that counts. Amen. Believers, um, pardon me, observers can leave at any time they like. Disciples do what is requested of them. Jesus went fishing for new family members. We need to go out fishing for new, we're supposed to be fishers of men. We need to go fishing for new family members. And there's a whole bunch out there. You know, um, you go to the Sea of, sea of Galilee and you, you find all sorts of different types of fishes. Well, guess what? When you go out fishing, you've got to find all sorts of different types of fishes. Some large, some small, some with intellect, the other one's not intellect. I mean, we're going to go, you need to, we need to go out fishing. Okay. So the question is, like we, the question is at the very beginning, how are we living? Are we living? Is our life really meaningful according to God's standards? I mean, we could be successful according to worldly standards. But you look at the, the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man had everything, but he, he didn't live up to God's standard. And he didn't make it. So you can be rich and successful in this role and not make it. Is what I'm saying, okay? How do we match up with God's standard? Is there anything you do that is more important than getting someone else into eternity? Or are you fishing for men? Okay. In the book of uh, Exodus, God was calling Moses. And if you recall, there's some places, I'm, I'm just going to give you broad places. Moses, when Moses was asked to lead the, the children of Israel, he said what? Who, me? You remember that? Who, who me? God, you want me. Who am I? Are we that? When God calls us to witness, who am I? Who, me? Or we can be like Jonah. This is your assignment. Santa Maria is your assignment. Not me. And he takes off. Hello. Then in the book of Habakkuk, 
Habakkuk is supposed to uh, uh, to share some good uh, the good news and and Habakkuk did not like to do that he said why me why call on me you know but we need to be like Isaiah God said, who shall I send with this message? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Each and every one of our lives is unique. We're different. But we all are called to be witnesses. You and I have a mission. And God expects us to finish it before we get to heaven. Because in heaven we're not going to sin, but in heaven we're not going to be able to witness either. It's up to us. Again, you have a unique life. We were sent to serve. Amen. How many kids do we have tonight? you bring in? Eight. Eight. Well, that's a good start. That's a good start. Especially for this time of the, the kids are on the quote Easter. Okay. Well, we need, I don't have the teachers in. We need, we need the, the, the the children's church teachers to tell them that these kids are fishers of men. They can go out there and grab. They're easier to grab and lead others than, you know, because children are. Tell me more. Okay, let's all stand. We all get home, get home early to a certain extent. So, Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord. That that your word works, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that as we go out into the world, Father God, into our own community, Father God, we will be fishers of men, Father God, and we will bring in the harvest, Father God. You said in the last days that the, the harvest fields are white, Father God, and Father God, may we glean, Father God, many in these last days. Now, give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. We thank you, Lord, that we are blessed, and Father God, we can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen.